Chapter 92 of Floyd's Flowers by Silas X. Floyd. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Unseen Charmer Carl Brickerman, a collection clerk in an uptown bank, in his accustomed daily routine, found it necessary, among other things, to call by telephone the downtown brokerage firm of Hope Good & Co., one day he missed the familiar feminine voice which had usually responded to his calls but the new voice seemed sweeter and much more passionately penetrating for two or three days brickerman was puzzled not only because of the change at the other end of the phone but also because of the strange and unaccountable fascination which the new voice possessed for him at length one day almost in desperation he turned aside from his regular business inquiries to ask where's the other girl which other girl asked the mellifluous voice over the articulate wire the one who's used to answer the phone for the hope goods explained brickerman promoted came the response with a merry little laugh <laughs> and you have her old place asked mr brickerman somewhat encouraged yes for a while said the same still small voice at the other end and it sounded more and more sweetly to the would-be masher well said brickerman laughing the while <laughs> i used to call her quite well and i should like to meet you face to face if you don't mind i'm so charmed with the music of your voice i'm sure i should be perfectly entranced with the magic of your face a merry peal of laughter from the other end greeted this sally the young man continued i used to come down some days about four o'clock to see margie will you my unseen charmer grant me the same high favor <laughs> why certainly come any day answered the sweet voice which had so strangely bewitched the young man in ecstasy brickerman shouted back i'll be down this afternoon brickerman hung up the receiver and chuckling with delight he turned to his other duties with the alacrity that a young spring chicken displays when it suddenly discovers a big fat worm by three o'clock he had arranged his toilet and stood before the mirror giving the finishing twirl to his budding moustache he brushed his clothing the second time brushed his hat and figuratively speaking arrayed in purple and fine linen he sailed forth he boarded an elevated train bound for the downtown district on his way down he tried to picture to himself the kind of a girl he should meet at the hope goods would she be tall or short of stature blonde or brunette above twenty-one years of age or only sweet sixteen the quick arrival of the train at park place put a period to brickerman's revere he went tripping across a few blocks to the place where all of his hopes had been centered during the past few hours in fact days arrived there he stepped into the front office where margie had formerly presided it was the same snug and cozy room but he failed to behold there the eager expected young lady instead he ran amuck a chubby little boy with a ruddy face and curly hair and perhaps not more than fourteen or fifteen years old sitting in margie's place brickerman was visibly embarrassed he did not know where to begin or what to say he twitched nervously at the glove which he carried in his hand and he finally stammered is er uh, mr hope good in 
No, sir, said the boy. Can I be of any service to you? Brickerman's face turned blood red, and great drops of perspiration stood out upon his forehead. The accents of the little boy startled him, for they were the same that had been wafted to him almost daily along the wire with which he thought he had been enamored. In the midst of his confusion, he managed to say, hoping almost against hope, that his identity had not been discovered. Well, er, er, I'll call again. And without waiting to hear the unseen charmer speak again, he hastily retired with as good graces as was possible under the circumstances. End of chapter 92